0: Press the button. And away we go. Ahoy!
1: Hello again, you wonderful people. I am pleased to present to you another work of audio drama from some people I would like to be able to call my friends. Friends, I actually had the pleasure of interviewing for next week's episode. This week's offering, I submit to you for your listening pleasure, October's Children. This episode incorporates heavy sound effects that truly lean into the horror of the show. After you listen to this show, go check out the rest of October's Children on whatever platform you found this episode on. As usual, we omitted any profanity, but it is just as frightening with the gore and the loud noises. So in the meantime, don't turn that dial.
2: October's Children is a paranormal horror podcast and contains language and subject matter not suitable for all audiences. Content warnings can be found in the show notes. Listener discretion is advised.
3: You're making me drive to the bar.
2: Yeah, well, I was the DD last go, so it's your turn this time. And yeah, we go through this every other goddamn week.
3: But I'm the one with a broken heart. Terry just dumped me, and you know she did.
2: Uh, sure, and I also knew what you were up to with Mrs. Henriks last Thursday. You know, plus, this is what the third time Terry's kicked you out since April. <laughs> Might as well just say it's a Tuesday at this point.
3: Tell me where this place is again.
2: Uh, down off Old Smith Road. You know, just past where the Kmart used to be. Five minutes on, you bang a right onto North Lake and, uh...
3: Wait, up by the Skahagan?
2: Yeah, yeah, but but you turn...
3: The hell is that? Hear that?
2: Yeah, I think maybe a radio is on its way out.
3: Only if it swallowed a rabid fisher cat first. Jesus, I'm gonna pop the hood, see if there's anything on fire, Her bleeding. What the hell was that? It smells like ozone gone bad out here. Uh, Okay, caps on tight. Fluid levels look okay, Ben, get out here and take a look at this. I can't see anything off. You watch, I'll turn over the engine.
2: If this is your way of trying to get out of buying the first round, you are in for an unpleasant surprise, my friend.
3: Yeah, fuck you too. Fine, here's the key, now, be useful for once in your life and turn over the engine.
2: Nothing doing, I'm afraid. What was that?
3: Now wait a second. You think the sound of a thousand souls being dragged to hell by their short hairs is my radiator giving up the ghost, but you get scared of a deer or something?
2: That ain't no deer.
3: Well well it ain't no bear neither nor a moose. There's not much else out here worth being scared of. Then again, I have been known to be wrong on occasion.
2: Oh my god! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! I gotta call for help!
3: 911, what is your emergency?
2: Hello? Hello? Hello?
3: Yes, hello. I'm here. What is the nature of your
2: emergency? Oh, thank Christ. Uh, yes, hello. Uh, I'm on Andronicus Hill Road. Uh, my friend, she's just been attacked by a... Uh, by... God, I don't know, but but she needs help real bad. Alright, I'm going to dispatch an ambulance to your
3: location, but I need you to stay calm and stay
2: on the line, alright? Stay calm? Well, there's blood all over the place. I think my friend is dead in this. This
4: way. what was that are you still my mind
2: it's gonna come through the woodshield
3: what is what's going on and that's it Normally, I'd take it to my supervisor,
5: but- But Odette is out with the flu, and I was working late in my office down the hall. Proper chain of command, which I like, but bothering me with the prank call? That I'm less fond of.
3: Are you sure it's a prank, though? I mean, I'm not saying it's as bad as it sounds, but it could be someone having a bad trip, or their are delusional after a blow to the head, or-
5: It's a prank. Listen. One of us is an officer of the law with more years of experience than she'd like to admit and an encyclopedic knowledge of her community. The other is a college dropout with a penchant for bad coffee and a frankly scandalous browser history. Now, let me hear you say it's a prank call. But what if it's not? Do you want to tell me it's a prank and apologize for wasting my time? Or do you want me to tell Odette that you've been slacking off and wasting taxpayer dollars? I mean... If you really want, I could even look up your parents. Tell them they've raised a delinquent who spends their time looking up- It's a prank! What was that? It's a prank call.
3: You were right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have bothered you.
5: That's right. You shouldn't have bothered me. And it's a prank call. Now delete the call and delete the call log. But that's against- Your mother lives in Peterborough, doesn't she? I'm- I'm sorry. I'll take care of it. Excellent! I've always admired your work ethic. Now, I'm going to head home, and you, you're going to finish your shift and forget about all this. There's no use in getting worked up over something that never happened, is there?
4: I say, well, if that's how you want to play it, then that's how we'll play it. (laughs) And she looks me square in the eye, steel in her gaze, and she says, don't test me. You'll lose. (laughs) And I say, how's that? And she says, I'm gonna beat you so badly, your friends will need your dental records to recognize you. (laughs) Scared the me I'm not too proud to say
6: Emma's what five yeah
4: four and a half I think she gets it from those police procedurals and mother binges on the weekends together yeah gonna have to have a talk about that dental rackets
6: hey hey good morning prof
1: good morning Ali. Uh, My usual, if you'd be so kind.
6: Oh, coming right up. What's the good word?
1: Oh, (laughs) nothing all that exciting. A bit of a to-do over at one of the dorms last night. Something about turning an unused steam tube into a four-story water
6: pipe? Oh, I have got to meet whoever came up with that idea.
4: Jeff? Fielding? How are things? Yeah, I can't complain. Yourself? Much the same.
6: And here you are.
1: Thank you kindly. Keep the change.
6: Oh, a whole dollar? All for me?
1: According to the bursar at Wolfbrook Community College, who is as charming and as generous a despot as one might imagine, that dollar is worth slightly more than five minutes of my life.
6: Oh, that's right. Blame it on the late-state capitalist dystopia.
1: I am only teaching three courses this semester, Ollie. But if it helps, I'll see if I can find out the name of the person behind the uh, multi-story drug paraphernalia.
6: Thereby placating your favorite and only barista and ensuring your brew of choice remains delightfully unspatten.
0: God, it's oh, freezing out. <sighs> huh. it's nice and warm in here, though. Oh, thank goodness.
6: We like to keep it somewhere between cozy and toasty once the first real frost hits. But don't worry, that's just how we set the thermostat. Our hearts are as cold and bitter as yesterday's coffee. <laughs> Welcome to Unhallowed Grounds. I'm Ollie, by the way, she, they pronouns. And you, friend, are new in town.
0: Yes, yes, I am. And hello. I'm Ashley. She, her, hearse. Nice to meet you, Ashley. The dour-looking
6: lump in the jean jacket is Jeff Trembley. Pleasure. And the one who looks like he just got lost somewhere on his way between Oxford and a Scottish moorland is Conrad Fielding. But you can call him Professor. Uh,
1: Conrad is fine, really. I'm just an adjunct.
6: Yeah, I call him Professor mostly because he doesn't like it, which is why you should too. If we
0: can't needle the ones we like, what good is language anyway? Well, I like poetry, and that's pretty tied in with the whole language thing. Oh, careful, friends. Ashley speaks.
6: (laughs) So, what can I get you?
0: Uh, Could I get a coffee? Black, no sugar, to go. And and if you can add a shot of espresso, that'd be great. Thanks. Ooh, red eye. High
6: octane, no frills. I like it. Uh, Any particular reason for the jet fuel?
0: I need to melt through some steel beams.
4: (laughs) Uh, Watch yourself, Ollie. This one's trouble.
6: Hmm, look who's talking, Mr. I'm-afraid-of-my-four-year-old's precocious taste in authoritarian
1: media.
0: (sighs) Really, it's just I pulled a late shift working on a story for the Union Monitor.
1: You work at the newspaper?
0: Yeah! Hard-nosed, harder-hitting investigative journalist. That's me.
4: In Wolfbrook, New Hampshire.
0: Well, it was either this or someplace in Pennsylvania whose claim to fame was, Our whole town smells like mushrooms. So yeah, Wolfbrook, New Hampshire.
4: Hmm. Yeah, that's tough but fair.
0: Who knew the political beat in a town this size would need round-the-clock coverage?
4: And here I thought you said you knew you were in New Hampshire.
0: Hardy-har-har. Har.
1: No, Jeff's right. Wolfbrook is at least as political as any other small town I've ever been to. And that includes an inadvisable weekend I spent in Dixville Notch. The race for sheriff is just heating up, isn't it?
0: Yep. Time to choose our repressor again. Well... Talking to the candidates is a great way for me to practice my interview skills. And it's not like anything else of notes happened in the past 24 hours.
4: Oh, um, I lost power last night.
0: She said of note. Yeah,
4: it's of note to the two dozen pounds of venison I have in my freezer that almost went bad. Truckload meat sales, not for another month. Truckload what now? It must have been around 10 o'clock or so.
0: You had a bunch of meat delivered in the middle of the night.
4: (laughs) Too easy, even for me. (laughs) That'd be a first.
6: (laughs) I am a person of fine and discriminating taste, who also happens to have a broad and inclusive worldview.
1: One which I, personally, happen to find very modern and cosmopolitan. Thank you.
4: Uh, And no, not the meat sale, the power outage. Uh, Run about ten last night, near as I can figure. Had a neighbor to say the same, so I know it wasn't just my house. Your drink, my lady.
0: Oh, thanks. So, what do I owe you? Mm-mm.
6: First one's free. Consider it a welcome to Unhallowed Grounds gift. Could I at least leave a tip? Ooh, this I will not refuse. You are a kind soul and shall be rewarded many fold by the universe.
0: <gasps> oh my gosh, is it really that late? I've got to go. Here, thanks so much. Lovely meeting you all bye
6: well she seems nice
2: pardon me
7: may I please have a refill
8: Mrs. Castellanos? Mrs. Castellanos? Hello? Oh, oh,
7: hello dear. I'm afraid Frank isn't in at the moment and he told me not to talk to any more salespeople while he's out. He says one set of encyclopedias is one too many
8: and we have plenty of cutlery, hm? I'm here through the mobile meals program? With your groceries? And I'm supposed to help you with some yard work or something. I didn't invite you in, did I? I'm I'm not sure I want you here. Well, Mrs. Castellanos, I'm sure I don't want to be here. But that ballbuster of a cop, excuse my French, decided that sixty five in a residential zone was worth more than my family name. And then my dad agreed with the judge that community service would help me build character. So here I am, whether either of us likes it or not. Oh, oh, I see. You're not Revlon, then. Groceries and yard work, Mrs. C. Will this Frank guy be home soon? Should we wait to get the party started? Who? Uh, Frank. Frank. Oh, my husband! Oh, 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 no,
7: dear. No, no, no. He's dead and gone for years and years now.
8: Oh, um, you have my condolences. That's very kind of you. He was a bit of a bastard, he was, but
7: eh, I still miss him. Mostly when a light bulb needs changing, huh? (laughs) He was tall, you see. Uh, also credit where credit is due. He was dynamite in the sack. Mm. I, I have no words. Mm. <laughs> well, neither did I when he did that thing with his... Well, are you just going to stand there? Or are you going to help me put these groceries away? Mm? Literally why I'm here. Thank you so very much for your help with this. It's so hard for me to get to the market now, and everything is so expensive. Oh,
8: would you like something to drink, dear? I guess, technically, that's why I'm here. What was that? I said I'm fine, Mrs. Castellanos. I should actually get started on the yard, but for the paperwork, do you know what time it is? Ah, of course, dear. This, uh... Eight o'clock. What? No, that can't be right. It's like four in the afternoon or something. Clock says eight, young lady. Yeah, well, smartphone says 415. Maybe your wall clock is running out of batteries? It plugs in.
7: I did have to flip the breakers this morning, though. Oh?
8: You blow a fuse? Lose power last night? Oh...... No. Uh, I did,
7: right after I heard it. Heard what? The monster. It has started again. It has started again.
8: Oh. <gasps> okay, uh, well, I'm going to go work on the yard. So that is a no to the drink then, huh? Are you sure? I have some cranberry juice. Maybe after I'm done, but I'm fine now, really. Thank you. I appreciate this a lot.
7: Those leaves have been there for a long time. And the yard will look so much better. We
8: get cardinals at the feeder. Did you know that? I did not. Wow. Okay, I'll check in when I'm done. Wow.
7: Oh, nice young. Compelled to kindness, room to grow, though. Mm. Potential. It's such a pity she'll die screaming. <sighs> they all die screaming.
0: Yes, Mom, I know. Yes, Mom, I know. Yes, Mom, I know. Now, I'm home, and I've got a stack of mail I have to get through before I make myself a meal that does, in fact, include vegetables. Ketchup is a vegetable, according to the Republican Party. At least when it comes to school lunches. I had to write a whole retrospective on it for one of my classes. Anyway, this is me both loving you and also hanging up on you! Okay, bye mom! Bye! Love you! (sighs) Alright, what have we got here? Electricity bill I need to pay... Uh, Car insurance bill I need to pay... Exorbitant student loan bill I need to pay... Hmm... Mysterious manila mailer I apparently mailed to myself and have no recollection of? Hello, sailor. An unmarked USB drive? That's not sketchy or worrying at all. And again, I am a journalist, clearly. I must know that which is not meant to be known. This calls for... My work laptop, because no way in hell am I opening this on my personal machine. M-I-S-T-R-M-I-T-T-E-N-S asterisk four two. Hmm, I wonder if other people worry about unseen, omniscient, extra-dimensional audiences silently judging the strength of their passwords. Ah, here we go. 911, what is your emergency? Hello, hello,
3: hello!
8: What the fuck was that?
2: Thank you for listening to October's Children, Episode 1, Where the Kmart Used to Be. We hope that you enjoyed the show and that you'll stay with us as we continue to tell the story of Wolfbrook and all your friends who live there. After all, they're going to need all the help they can get. And who knows what might happen if you look the other way. October's Children is an original podcast created, written, and directed by Jacob Mendel, with sound design by Derek Valen. And produced by Derek Valen. October's Children features the voices of Joseph Boslinski, John Kava, Tinyi Scarson, Johnny Machado, Wilhelmina Marie, Mossball, Stephen Murdoch, Karen O'Brien, Alexandra Ovid, Susanna Snowden Ift, and Paul Warren. October's Children is an Arcana cast production. Copyright 2022. If you'd like to help us keep the lights on, you can find us on Patreon at October's Children Podcast. You can also help us with a signal boost by giving our show a five-star rating and telling your friends about us. We couldn't do this without your support, and we hope you'll join us next time for a new view of Wolfbrook. Until then, remember... Never appease tyrants.